then I choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. Yo. Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up? I'm back. It's been a long time. This is Thanks for Asking, Kel's Podcast, episode 341. How is everybody? Sorry for the delay, but it's not really a delay because I explained to y'all that I was going on vacation and all of that stuff. So I'm back. And let's just get into the episode again. I don't know how long this is going to be. Um, it could be short, could be long, have no idea, but... Uh, let's go. And just so y'all know, I know I've been going a long time, but I ain't, it's certain stuff I'm going to talk about. It's a lot of stuff that's happened, but I'm just not going to talk about all of it because I just am not. So where we want to start? Well, let's start with my Columbia trip. Um, so I went to Cartagena, Columbia for, uh, like one, two, three, four, five, I think five or six days. Can't quite remember. Like a, basically a long weekend with the Friday and the Monday. Um, it was great. Listen, I had never been to, to South America before. That's my first time in South America. Look, Colombia was nice. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I was a little nervous because, you know, if you go on travel sites, Colombia comes up big red. It's like not to travel, kidnapping. But from what I understand, you know, it's kind of like New York City. Like, if you just stay where you're supposed to stay and, you know, don't do no dumb shit, you should be okay. We went to Cartagena, not Bogota. Um, Cartagena is right on the shore. It's very nice. And listen, let me just sidebar. Let me just say, I know we make fun of the passport bros and it was a lot of passport bros down there. I was just looking at them like y'all dirty bitches. But listen, I get it. The people in Cartagena, I don't know what they look like in the rest of Colombia, but in Cartagena, them bitches, them, men and women, beautiful, beautiful people. I mean, oh my God. And all kind of like the other thing I think, well, I knew this, but I think a lot of things that when people go to certain countries, South America, Dominican Republic, I think might be a little shocking to some because you know, the Latino represent representation on television tends to be very Eurocentric. The ones that look like white people. But when you go to these countries where, you know, the bulk of the transatlantic trade slave trade drop people off at the Colombia, the Brazils, the South America got the bulk of the transatlantic slave trade, which makes sense because France, I mean, sorry, Spain discovered the quote, this quote finger discovered the new world and they were the, 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 the rich, um, richest, most powerful nation through much of the slave trade. So a lot of those Africans were going to go to, you know, their newly plundered, uh, parts of the America. So it makes sense. But I think people, a lot of people don't realize it. Cause like I said, the Latinos, all you get on TV is a lat is the European looking Latinos, the Spanish looking Latinos. And when you go to Colombia, you see all these black people and all these, you know, different complexion people. Um, but they were beautiful and like naturally beautiful. I'm not saying like, maybe there was some surgery there. I don't know, but 
a big difference between the DR. Like when I went to the DR, I saw all, you know, you know, people go there for the BBLs, people there have the BBLs. So we saw all the cartoon shapes and all of that, which I know drives some niggas crazy, but that's just not my particular look. I like people, to, I like bodies to look. You could get your, you know, enhancements, you can get your brush job, you can get your whatever, but I like it to still look like a human being. And that's what I saw in Cartagena. And just beautiful, beautiful people. So I was just going to start there. Okay, generally. So I stayed at the hill. So the trip was like kind of like, not last minute, but like I had, when I planned my trips at the beginning of the year, that was not one that was on my radar. And I really didn't think I was going to be able to do it. And the only reason I did is because my friend um, and his husband asked me to go on this for the birthday. And every time they asked me to go somewhere, I just never can make it. So I was like, look, let me just try, push real hard to make it. I'll just make it a shorter, you know, trip. So, um, I did, we said at the Hilton, had I had more time, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Hilton hotels at all. Um, when I, you know, when I did the corporate thing, um, I was, um, I chose, I prefer Delay Meridian, which, you know, the Marriott franchise, which, you know, I just, I've, I never liked Hilton. I feel like they fell off a whole lot in a lot of places. Um, and I, you know, and so we stayed at the Hilton. I wish I would have done more research because there was way better hotels there. Like I, 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 right now I do IHG. That's what I, I try to always book through IHG. That's where all my points are. I just feel like they have nicer, um, uh, up there, more upscale in the hotel area. Um, you know, they have the Kempton and like different, just nicer. And so there were a few there that I probably should have booked, but anyway, whatever the hotel was, it was all right. It could have been better. I will say the service though, in the hotel was better than the service that we got out in Cartagena. I don't know what's going on in Colombia, but I'll tell y'all about that a little bit later because so generally the trip was nice. I did, um, have a bit of bronchitis, which kind of was like wearing me down on the trip because I had cleared it out. I had, a, you know, there's a summer cold that's been going around. Quite a few people had a summer cold. And so I was just clearing that out. Like when I went down there and then being under that air conditioning and everything, it just really aggravated it. And so that kind of really brought me down. But, um, you know, generally went to the pool. I didn't, we had a beach day that I didn't end up going to because it was the day before we were going to leave. And my bronchitis was really, really bothering me. And I was like, I am not going to be so sick that I cannot get the hell out of here. They're going to think I got COVID, none of that shit. Right. So I was like, I'm going to just chill on the beach day. But I did get to go to the pool. Um, we did go out to another Island for a birthday party. So, you know, it was nice. I would go back. I would not, I would go back different. You know, I would do different things. I'm not a, um, I think I've said this to y'all before. Look, when I go on vacation to different places, I'm not a have to, I, I, I'm not one of these people that want to live in the population. I don't want to go on vacation, only do tourist stuff. I want to be in the streets of people. Why? I'm not one of those people. I don't need to experience, I don't want to go to the ghetto, basically. I don't. I don't want to walk around with regular people. I'll go to, you know, let's go to this restaurant. Let's go to that restaurant. Let's go do this excursion. Let's go here. Let's go there. Fine. But, like, I'm not one of these just want to walk around people. I'm just not, I don't need all that. I'm fine to stay on the resort. Like I said, are we going to go here to eat? Great. Are we going to go here to shop? You know, this nice, great, but you know, I don't need all the rest of that. So I would go back again. I would stay at a totally different hotel. My experience would be totally different. I would just have a more upscale, luxurious experience. Um, but overall I had a good time and you know, it, it was nice. It was a lot of, um, you know, um, we went to a convent, which I could have do without, I don't give a damn about none of that shit, um, and then we went to, like, some, uh, so Columbia has, like, most, um, 
a lot of Caribbean and Latin, Latin um, colonies have, and probably British too, have old cities where it's the original, you know, original with a, with a, with explorer, with the old city from like back in the colonial slave days. And then as time passed, the city builds out, uh, uh, Dominican Republic has it. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of those places where you go to, they'll have an older city, like the original colonial city. Right. And, and this one in Cartagena is, is surrounded by a wall because they, you know, back in the day they had a lot, it, it's in the pirate, um, area that Caribbean, the Bahamas, Cuba, all the uh, Caribbean islands and like uh, Colombia and South America in that area, that region that's called like the pipe, the pirate um, region, because back in like the uh, 18th and 17th centuries, that's where, you know, all the pirates routinely operated. So a lot of the uh, cities in that area from the colonial towns from the 16, 1700s, you'll see they have those walls with like the, um, they had it in, in Santa Domingo too, where they have like, you know, the old cannons just to meant to, you know, ward off pirates. So that's what the old city had. So, um, but it was beautiful. So, you know, you out of regular Cartagena, you drive into the old city through the marijuana and it was beautiful. I mean, it looked like, you know, it was the sister city of, of new Orleans and I could see it right away. Like if you've been to new Orleans, French quarter, it looked I mean, if you didn't know you were in Colombia, you would have thought you were in New Orleans. I mean, very, very similar. Looked very similar to me. I was like, yes, I can see that. Um, so, um, and and just random. I've heard that Charleston, South, South Carolina is a sister city to Bridgetown, Barbados. Never been there yet, but um, I'm curious to see. Um, but, um, yeah, so we went, and um, it was very nice. Um, however... We got caught in a jewel heist. Now, this was the day we were going to lunch. We were going to lunch at the ceviche place, which, by the way, God bless ceviche, but I'm not a fan of ceviche. I hate when I say I like seafood and people suggest ceviche. That's not ceviche to me. I mean, that's not that's like saying you like seafood and somebody say, oh, I have a shrimp cocktail. Like, okay, technically that's seafood, but that's not what I'm talking about, right? You know? Um, so, but we went to the ceviche place and they had all these different times of ceviche and it's like, okay. Um, I'm just not a fan. I've never been a fan. I think ceviche is like basic seafood for people who don't really know seafood. Um, and so we go to this place, this old city. So few things. And I think I told y'all this about my Bahamas trip. When you go to third world countries, where tourism is their number one industry or one of their top industries, you often run into just local people who are just selling junk. They're selling shit. They constantly got braces, whatever, tourist shit. And the people who travel a lot kind of know that you don't engage with those people. If you buy something from those people, they're gonna, the other people are going to see that and they will constantly harass you over and over and over. You don't engage with them. You just know and they go away. If you don't, you're, they will bug you to death and they will ruin your entire experience because they will just keep coming. They won't leave you alone because they think, oh, they bought one thing, they'll buy something else and they'll just keep, keep, keep coming. And none of that shit that they're ever selling is anything unique. It's not anything you can't find anywhere else. It's all just touristy junk. The same shit they got in the airport, the same shit they got in the hotel, the same shit they got in the thousand shops. It's never anything new. I don't understand why people just have to buy shit from these people, they're, they're not offering anything, they all get that shit from the same place, it's, they're not, they, those are not bracelets they have made by hand, they, they get them from the same, it's the same shit in the airport, right, so we had a group of people, 
of the Caucasian variety and some others who were sitting there. So it was an hour wait for this place to sit outside, which was already hot and shit. You had to wait. Reservate. They don't take reservations. You just have to walk up and wait. Whatever. So we're sitting already there for an hour. So these people are, and there was a cop there, and a the cop came over, and he was like, "Look, and we thank God, um, Alfonso. You know, he's from Colombia, so he spoke Spanish, and we had a few of his friends there. Everybody they, that spoke Spanish, thank God. And he was like, "Look, let me know if they're bothering you, because they're gonna bother you. If you want me to clear them out, let me know. Okay. So we tell everybody, look, don't engage, don't do anything. And of course, we have the group that just has to engage. That's why the, the the dudes come over rapping, they, they dancing along. It's like, oh my God. So they see that. So they just keep bothering us. They just keep coming and coming with their jewel and selling shit. And it was just so annoying. We're sitting there, it's hot, and, and we're waiting for a seat. We're waiting to be served. And here comes these people every two seconds. It is very annoying. And it annoys everybody because the thing is, they don't just come to you, they come to everybody. And we just kept saying, please stop. But, and they're, oh, we're buying something. Oh my God. So now they're never going to, I just. When you, I just want y'all to know that is very annoying. If you're on vacation, that is very annoying to have. I mean, they come up, they kept touching. You can't even have a conversation with the people you're at the table with because here they come. And if you would just say no, they'll leave you alone. So we were dealing with that. So we're irritated from that. We're trying to eat. We finally, we finally get, we have three tables of like five or six people at each table. Okay. We're trying to, we finally get the order. We're trying to eat. Every, I mean, I swear to God, every two, three minutes, here comes somebody trying to sell something. Here they come. Because you people at the other two table, you keep engaging and you keep buying shit. So they're just going to keep coming. The rappers came. Oh, my God. So it was just, we were just irritated. It was just very, it went from, let's have a nice lunch to we're very irritated here. Plus... I had to go to the bathroom, so I had to dash out on the even way there, dash out my car, run into a restaurant. God bless them people, but I saw their bathroom up, but I just couldn't help it. They have this drink over there called a limonada, which is like frozen lemonade with some coconut milk. It's very tasty. Unfortunately, that was some real coconut milk. I found out later that's a laxative. That shit ran through me, so I had to ruin somebody's day, but whatever. So, I, you know, but once, it, once I got that out, I was cool. But, like, we're just, it went from, like, Oh, we're gonna have a nice lunch to now we're we're irritated. So we eaten and then we asked for the bill. Now there's about I said what three tables of five, six people. So that's um I say we had about fifteen to twenty people, probably, maybe a little bit more. I know our table had one, two, one, two, three, four. Our table had four people. The table over from us had some some tables might have had five. Um so so we're asking, for, so we're ready to go because the plan was we're going to go eat this lunch, have a quick lunch, and we go back to the hotel, we're going to have a pool day or whatever, you know, free time, whatever anybody wanted to do. And I was very much looking forward to this poor day, pool day because, like I said, we had already we had to sit and wait for the table for an hour. And Columbia is hot, baby. It's hot and humid. However hot it was here in New York. I've been in New York City, and I heat, heat and humid, humidity. I know it gets here. It was hotter there. It was more hot. It was more humid. It was hot. So we're already, we sat for an hour and then we're at one, and then we're still sitting in the heat to eat because we're eating outside again. And we have all these people coming up. It just went from supposed to be a good time to highly annoying. And oh my God, can we please go very quickly? So we finally finished eating. We're waiting for the check. We asked for a separate, she wants to give us a check for everybody. One check for all three tables. We're like, no, we're that, no, we're not going to do that. Can you please split the checks between three tables? 
she immediately gets an attitude. Everybody's like, what's the problem? Like, what, what's so hard about splitting the check between three tables? We had, you know, put our meal. And I don't know. There was a big bet. She wants to do it each individual person. And we're like, Alfonso speaks Spanish. I mean, I could understand. He was like, that's way more difficult. Why would you do that? So this turned into us sitting there for like an hour and a half, two hours, because they were hemming and hawing. They did not want to break the check up by table, which made no sense. They wanted to do everybody's check individually, which made no sense. And we're literally sitting there for two kept. And where's the check? Where's the check? Even I said, I was like, look, do you need us to write down what each table has? You can do it. So Alfonso and them were saying that they're doing this on purpose because what they want us to do is just say, never mind and pay the whole check because they're worried about a tip. And we're like, but we're going to give you a tip, like breaking up it. I don't know. Explain to me how breaking it up by a table is going to affect your tip. We're still, it's the total price is going to be the total price regardless. So your tip is going to be what it's going to be. It's not going to be less I don't, I just didn't understand the logic, which upset me more because, and I'm just like, well, we have these Spanish speakers here. Can y'all please just ask them to split your check up? He was like, we did, but they just, he was like, they are doing this intentionally because they want us to just be like, okay, we'll play the whole check, which we never were going to do. So we're sitting there waiting and waiting, waiting like sis, bring us the checks, bring us the checks. So she bought somebody a check and then they asked for the change. So she just has an attitude this whole time. And we're like, what is the problem? Like, what, why, why is this such an issue with checks? You are a tourist place. I know that you've had groups before. Like, why is this checks? That's an issue. So after like two hours, we finally get the check. We leave her the tip that we were going to leave her anyway. And I was like, at this point, maybe we should leave her less because this was ridiculous. Like, ma'am, please bring us the, the checks that we're asking for. Like, we're not going to pay 20 people on one check. Like, we're just not going to do that. We don't understand why you can't just, it's only three tables. There's four or five people at each table. You just give each table a check for what they had. Like, I don't really understand. You're making this way more complicated than it needs to be. And now we're super irritated because we've been sitting here for two hours, literally simply just waiting for you to bring us a check. So after we do all that, now we just super irritate. Everybody ready to go. You know, ruined our day because you, we sat here for two hours. We supposed to be back at the pool now, taking a nap, whatever, because the birthday party was later. Now you've just like, basically you've just fucked our whole day up with this silliness. Right? So we're all just pissed. So we just drag back. We, we go back to, so the hotel that we were sitting across from the hotel Santa Clara, turns out that was a hotel too. That was a really nice hotel. Like that's a hotel I would probably stay at. Like every hotel, there was way more hotels better than what we stayed at. Right. So we're going around the corner and in Columbia they have Uber, but the Ubers look, they have taxis, they have yellow taxis, but they also have Ubers. Right. And depending on, we mainly took Ubers because I feel like it's just easier because I, that Colombian money, I didn't understand it. I, tr- I, I like 300,000 Colombian pesos. It's up to being like 50 American dollars. If I'm not mistaken or some ridiculous amount, like $57. I just could not understand that. I couldn't do it. It was throwing me the fuck off. I didn't have this problem in, in Dominican Republic because in Dominican Republic, a thousand Dominican pesos was like $20. Cool. So if you ask me for 2,000 pesos, I know that that's about $40. In Dominican money, it was like, oh, 500,000 pesos. My, I just, it, I was like, I don't understand how much that is. What the fuck is 500,000 Dominican pesos? Why is that an amount? I just couldn't understand. I could never, they were like, oh, you divide it by four. I'm like, divide what by four? Like, that still doesn't make any sense to me. I just couldn't get it. So I preferred 
the Uber because you can just use it through your app, right? So, um, and I still got some of that funny money left. Um, like I was giving people 50,000, 50 mil the pesos. They're like, oh, that's way too much. I'm like, how, I don't, how is it way too much? Because it was only like, I took out 300,000 of these things and it's only like a hundred dollars. So I want to say how this 50 is way too much. So whatever. Um, and so the, the, but the Uber drivers are like, no, we can't go. We can't go. We can't go. We're like, what? So going back to, I should have probably told y'all first when we were leaving the hotel to go to the lunch, to go to the old city, we all left in separate Ubers. Me, Alfonso, Alfonso's older sister and her friend were in this one Uber. So we're driving over there and the traffic is like really bad, which, okay, fine. Um, but then it got really, really bad and it what hadn't been that way. And then we noticed like police along the road. So we're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, and you know, we in Columbia, so I'm thinking, oh, maybe there was a murder. Maybe there was a hit, you know? So we're driving along, driving along, thinking we getting through. Then all of a sudden these cops just step out in the street and like waving everybody over, waving cars over. And so the cab, just, uh, Alfonso said, no, just keep going. And the cab tried to keep going. They were like, they stopped, they stepped. And I was like, oh shit, is we about to get kidnapped? Like for a hot second. Because the cop stopped the car, walked over to us, opened Alfonso's door, looked, opened the back door, like, looked, like, checked each one of us, like, looked, and, um, grabbed Alfonso's sister's arm, and I was like, oh, shit, is he have to pull us out the car? So... I guess whatever they were looking for, maybe they didn't find, so they closed out. And Alfonso's like, in Spanish, asking, what the problem, what the problem? He's not saying nothing. So for a quick second, I'm like, oh, but then as I'm looking around and I see, I'm like, okay, they're pulling over everybody. It's not just him. There's cops all up in the eye. Like, okay, okay, they were probably not getting kidnapped. Because I was like, are they about to ask us for money? Like, what the fuck is going on, right? So I was like, okay. So he closes the door, lets us go. Didn't think nothing else of it. Like, okay, uh, you know, oh, well, I guess there was something. Clearly something happened. We didn't think nothing else of it. We just go. So now four hours later, as we're trying to leave, the man is like, no, no, no. So Alfonso's like, okay. So we're like, what's going on? Thank God we had a Spanish speaker with us. He's like, there was a jewelry heist. There was a robbery out, and, and, and they have the whole old city closed off. Nobody can go in. Nobody can go out. And outside the walls, it's the same thing. Like, they're stopping everybody, searching everybody's jewelry heist. So we are like, are y'all serious? So we trapped in the old city while they're looking for the the, the, the uh, perpetrators of this jewelry heist. So we like, I mean, just like, oh my God, what what has this day turned into? We don't went through all this and now we can't even leave. So the Santa Clara Hotel, they let us go in there. And it was these people having a wedding in there. Very nice. So I mean, this place, we walked in. And you know how those really nice hotels pump the center to the lobby? Oh, my God, it smelled glorious. It smelled glorious. It smelled like flowers. And it was just glorious. And these people were having a wedding. And uh, look, they were good sports because we damn sure, we are a little sweaty, musty, trapped in the jewelry heist people we just literally just right tipped right on past excuse me pardon me tipped right on past a little wedding like and went into their bar area which was oh my god high ceilings you know cool because they kept the doors closed ceiling fans blowing very old like very old colonial style you could tell but it was just oh my god thank god and the serving staff they came they brought us drinks they brought us whatever oh my god thank the lord because if it wasn't for that, I don't know. We might have broke down because it was just like, oh, my God. So we were trapped there, trapped there, trapped there, like waiting for this shit to blow over. We didn't know how long it was going to be. We didn't know if we was going to make the party. We didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. So 
Alfonso's sister, her husband is an admiral in the Colombian Navy, very high up. So she called the base and asked somebody to send them over to get her. They did, and because he was military, you know, he was allowed to go through. So she was like, she got out, and she was telling her, she was like, yeah, it's still, it's still pretty packed right now. Like, y'all y'all not going to be able to come in and out. So finally she called back and let us know that we could go. It was free, like they had let up whatever. I don't know if they caught him or whatever, so cool. So then we start trying to get the Ubers, but that's all another hassle because everybody's trying to get an Uber who had been trapped. So, you know, the Ubers were slow. The Ubers were, some people, some of the Ubers still had not gotten, gotten a word, or I don't know if certain exits still weren't open because a lot of Ubers were canceling the call saying they're not letting us in, blah, blah, blah. So it was a whole ordeal. So, but we finally get the um, Uber. We get back to the hotel. We still had a little bit of time to relax for the part, but we didn't get to get in the pool. So we basically literally had time to go back to the hotel. If you wanted to have like a little half hour nap, maybe shower change because we had to be to the dock to go out to this party. So that day, but the party was nice. But everybody, like I feel like I didn't enjoy the party the way I could have because everybody was just worn down and tired from that whole hullabaloo during the day. And I just feel like it could have been, it would have been just a lot better, a lot more relaxing had we not had to go through that. Um, so... But other than that, it was nice. Um, the people were nice. Um, you know, got and and but I was ready to come back. But I would go to Cartagena again, like I said. But I wouldn't do it like that. I would do a totally different experience because I like to do different stuff on vacation. All the people like to go into the city and walk around and sightsee. That's great. Not me. Give me a jet ski. Give me a nice beach. You know, give me a nice restaurant. I'm good on it. I don't. I don't. I don't need to see all that. I, I maybe I was in the military, and so you know I did all that shit. Like I, I, I just I don't need a bunch of souvenirs. I don't like junk. I don't like clutter. So all them fucking cheap ass stuff that people buy to bring back with them. No, thank you. Only time I'll do that shit is like sometimes you go places, and because um of the conversion factor, like if they have luxury stores, I'll buy stuff there because it's a lot cheaper. You know, oh, this bag is gonna be. Uh, five G's in the U.S., but it's only twenty five G's, twenty five hundred here. You know, like I'll do something like that. But other than that, like I just, you know, we went up, we went to this. Uh, one one of the things we did was went to this like, uh, castle, which again is, was a, like another thing to ward off pirates, and you could walk to the top, which I did. But it was super hot, and I was just like, okay, walk to the top. We went through this little underground dungeon where I guess they kept the prisoners at some time, which was dark as fuck. I mean, if y'all, anybody ever seen that movie, The Nun, where they walk, it was dark like that. Like, we had to use the lights for our phones to get around. And you could get really turned around in there. Like, it was really hot. It was really stuffy. It started to feel claustrophobic. And so, you know, we were walking through trying to see if it goes all the way through. It doesn't. You literally have to turn around and come back. And when we were going down, of course, it seemed like we were going way further than we were. Because when we did eventually turn around and come back, it was not that far at all. We were like, oh, this was like... Little, little 30, 40, 50 feet, but, you know, going down, it seemed like we were going way down way further than, than we were. Um, so, yeah, but other than that, it was very nice, very nice trip. I would go back, but I would, I would do it a little different. I would do it much more luxurious. Okay. What's next? Um, so I want to talk about this um, Lizzo thing for a minute. So, if you don't know... Lizzo has been hit with a lawsuit for sexual harassment and hostile workplace stemming from a few, well, it started out with two or three dancers who were dismissed, admittedly by them for improper conduct on tour, suing her, saying that she created a hostile work environment and was forcing them to do all kinds of stuff they didn't want to do, and then they were also being uh, 
also forcing them to uh, be super Christian, which doesn't make sense to me. And now... And when and and these girls went on TMZ and it was now all these other people coming to media saying, oh, well, she was also mean to me. And now it's some more banters apparently coming forward. Um, this is what I'll say. This is my opinion. I don't believe these stories. Um, I I it's giving stunty to me because anytime you drop a lawsuit and then you're going on TMZ trying to win over, you know, trying to spread your story and I guess win a kind of sort of what, you know, this new thing now is I guess these people think if they go to social media and just tell, get their story out there, that's going to make a difference in court. I mean, Tory Lanez, I guess thought that it really doesn't, it's really dumb to me. I don't, I don't see why people do that, but here, here's, here's what I'll say. A lot of times when they come for women who are about their business and who run a tight ship and who expect certain standards, it's always, oh, well, they're mean and they're not nice to me. They did the same thing to Ellen. I thought that whole shit with Ellen was a bunch of bullshit because when I read through it, I didn't see anything that Ellen did that was particularly mean. All I saw was somebody who was a talk show host who was trying to run her talk show and trying to run her shit the way she wanted it ran and, and in a professional manner and people who thought that she should be speaking to them in the hallway, you know, got a little mad about it and wanted to call it a hostile work environment just because people you know people want you to do your job and not all this extra shit I thought that was a bunch of bullshit um here's what I will say about the Lizzo situation I do believe and I have said and a lot of us have said that we feel like Lizzo was doing too much with this big girl shit um you know it's I've said before Listen, security is very quiet, and and y'all getting on Instagram every five minutes, showing your body, and I'm so fat, and I'm so great, and it's okay to be fat, which, you know, whatever, I'm not commenting on that, but then when you get feedback, now you want to back on the Instagram whining about, it's like, it doesn't give security, it's giving really try hard, it's giving I really want to be validated, and I really want people to just um, accept me, the way I want to be accepted, and if not, then they're fatphobic and all this stuff, and I just don't think the world works like that, I think there are just people who just, you know, like, listen, I don't, I don't like being fat, I don't want to be overweight, I, I, I understand that, you know, I don't think anybody's a bad person, and I'm like, I'm not, you know, I don't, I, I, I think most people just, to me, this push to where you, yeah, of course, there are some people who are big bone, there are some people who are bigger, I mean, offensive linemen, them some big boys, but they in top shape, we get it, it's not about you always overeating and just being fat and lazy, these negative stereotypes about fat people, I get to push back against that, but I just think, I just think it's ridiculous for like, unless people, you know, for people who don't want to, they want to lose weight, you know what, I don't like being big like this, I don't like my clothes to fit like this, I, I don't like being out of breath, you know, that, it's not about being fat phobic, some people, and, and to be overweight is, is, it's not healthy, like, you have your, your tendency for high blood pressure and different things are higher, now, is everybody fat have high blood pressure? No. But I've just never bought into this shit. I just think that people that are secure are secure, and they don't holler out every five seconds about how they're secure. That's been insecurity to me. So Lizzo has been doing that. She really, the thing where she went to the game with her ass cheeks out, it was just doing a bit. It was just very try hard. Like, girl, we get it. You big, you proud. I think Lizzo is a beautiful girl. I do. I think that a lot of people try to, you know, pull her into their category, even though she's not in your category, like, yeah, y'all might both be big, girl, but, like, she, you're big and sloppy and not attractive, and she's not, like, there's a difference, I think a lot of these, like I said, these bigger girls try to, like, claim people that, you know, don't necessarily, to make themselves feel better, and 
I've just always thought people were coming before Lizzo for that because, you know, God forbid you be a fat girl that's not, you know, that gets attention and it's not, you know, this whole loser generation, there's a generation of millennials that are just a bunch of losers. They want everything to be equal. They want to be treated as if they're the most attractive thing in the room, even though you're not. And it's just not life. Like we understand it that, you know, nobody's calling you ugly per se, but like, girl, you're, you know, attractive women get more attention. That's just the way it is. Skinny, thinner women get more attention. That's just the way it is. And this thing that y'all do where if somebody doesn't like you or doesn't want to be attracted to you, or doesn't want to date you, then they have some kind of phobia. It's just a bunch of bullshit. And I know that y'all were raised that way, that nobody's ever supposed to tell you no, and nobody's ever supposed to reject you, and you and everybody's just supposed to pretend like everybody's the same or else it's bullying. That's a bunch of bullshit, and y'all have been misled, and there's a whole generation of you, and it's just it's just annoying and it's bullshit. Nobody has to like you. Nobody has to be attracted to you. There are people who love big women. I mean, Drake loves a big girl. I personally am not attracted to, to that. And, and there's a lot of people who's not, it's just not my thing. I would prefer you to not be big like that. It's just, it doesn't do anything for me. Okay. And if you want to call me fat phobic because of it, fine. But like, I'm still not going to date you because people like what they like and people are attracted to what they're attracted to and people are not attracted to what they're not attracted to. And like I've always said, if there's one place in the world where you could be as bigoted and racist or whatever else you want to be, it's in who you want to fuck and who you want to be in a relationship with. Like you get to discriminate, you know, all this PC bullshit like, oh, well, you should try to date him. No, I don't have to do that. I really don't. I'm, this is not the United Nations. This is who I want to be with and who I'm attracted to. And I get to say, it's the one thing in life where I get to pick. And so I think a lot of that vitriol, um, this piling on, it's just giving very scammy to me because there's two different things here. I've read through the lawsuit and there are some troubling things in the lawsuit. But what I'm saying is I have not read anything that I think is a legitimate complaint. There have been allegations made, and in this time and age, we t people take allegations and run with them. And then people are, you know, everybody now wants to be the, wants to have the right opinion and the PC opinion. And when I start hearing people saying things like, "Well, I always believe accusers," I don't. I don't always be believe accusers because. Sometimes people are lying. Sometimes people are pulling stunts. Sometimes people are doing shakedowns. And I feel like when you say that, that's the same kind of mindless, brainless shit as people who just, every time somebody brings a complaint, oh, she's just trying to get money. Oh, she's, oh, she's trying to, she's trying to damage his reputation. It's the same kind of mindless shit. Like I, like when people like it, when things happen, yes, of course, I, I, I understand that most times women are not making up that they've been attacked. Most times women are not making up that they've been physically abused. Most times women are not making up that they've been raped. Yes, I understand that. I understand the stats as anybody. But if you tell me, say, Jesse Smollett situation, the Carly Lee situation, this situation, if you're telling me something and what you're saying to me is not ringing true or it's not making sense or there seem like there's, it's just tingling my spidey senses in a way that just, you know, doesn't, I'm like, eh, it's, it's not something about this is not sounding right. I'm gonna wait till I hear all the information because this is really being, you know, all this running the TMZ and everybody piling on. It's really giving kind of stuntish to me because it just is. Here's what I'll say. I am a person at work who I am very, um, 
I am very, uh, what's the word, diligent about not mixing work and, and, and socialization and socializing at work, keeping it very cute, keeping it very professional, keeping it very minimum for reasons like this. And a lot of us who have been working, who are a little bit older and who have been out here for a little while, we, you learn over time that even though you may like somebody and you may be friends at work, there are these, these fraternization rules and these sexual harassment rules and these, um, non, um, uh, what I, fraternization rules. I said already, there's another word I'm trying to think of that I can't quite remember right now. These professionalism in the workplace rules that a lot of you think are just so old fashioned and so this and so that they exist for a reason and they exist because situations like this, because I don't believe, uh, I don't believe that Lizzo forced them girls to do, to eat a banana out of, if you, if you have, if you don't know, these girls have claimed that, um, they were sexually harassed because, they were in Amsterdam in the red light district. If you know what goes on there and, and Lizzo and like all her tour and, you know, employees went to this place and, and there's wild shit that goes on there. And they're saying that they didn't want to participate. And they felt like if they didn't, that they were going to be fired. Here's the thing. There's a difference between you feel like if you don't participate in something and you're going to be fired. And somebody says to you, if you don't participate in this, then your job is at risk. There's a difference and the, and, and, but there's a fine line and it all teeters on, on perception. Now, if y'all listen to this for a while, y'all know I used to be a compliance attorney and that's one of the main things that a compliance attorney deals with. There are other things, but that's the main thing. Those kind of people make sexual harassment claims or somebody's stealing claims or, you know, somebody's fudging the books or whatever that all comes through compliance. So that's the kind of stuff we investigate. And a huge bulk of a lot of what I used to do were these kind of complaints, hostile work environment, sexual harassment, inappropriate behavior. It was a lot of that. Right. So I have a lot of experience with it. And the reason why companies have these rules, whether stated or unstated is because it be, can become very blurry and it be, can become very problematic. And it's best to just, that's why it's best to just not engage at all because there's a fine line between, all right, we're all out at the bar as a group, as a, as a, you know, whatever company group, whatever. And we're all drinking and we're all having a good time. And like there's strippers here. And yes, maybe some people are uncomfortable with the strippers and they want to leave. Nobody has said to them they can't leave, but they may feel like, oh, but if I leave, then they're going to say I'm not a team player, blah, blah, blah. That may or may not be true. But the point is you don't want to put a person in that position. So that's why people will tell you, hey, it's not appropriate to have a stripper at a work function. It's not because we're trying to be prudish and it's not because we don't want to have fun, but like not everybody will be comfortable with that. Like that might make somebody, Bob might be real fucking religious. My Bob might be a born again Christian. Maybe he don't walk around, you know, saying that, but he might be, or, or, you know, Dora might listen. She just don't like, you know, she doesn't like, I personally don't like male strippers. If I'm somewhere and you bring some male strippers in there, I'm going to be like, Oh my God. I'm going to be, I mean, you know, I'm not going to call HR or nothing, but I'll be sitting there like, why would you have this? Like, why would you assume that everybody is, is comfortable with this? And that's the kind of thing you have to be careful for. And a lot of people learn the lesson the hard way because they really, they want to, you know, they want camaraderie. Oh, we're all out. And this is what I think Lizzo 
was like, oh, you know, we're out in Amsterdam. We're in the red light district. When in Rome, do as Rome. Let's go. Okay, the strippers eating bananas out there, pussy. Like, if you want to go ahead, like, but you got to be careful because what you don't understand is these are your employees. Yes, I know you want to have a good time. They're your dancers. You're a new artist. Y'all out in the world. Y'all on tour. Y'all living life. I get it. But you have to be careful because these are employees. And you lend yourself to a situation here. Now, I don't believe... This, this is this is what I think happened. I think they were out having fun. These girls, because they already admitted that they got fired for inappropriate shit on tour. So I feel like these are some disgruntled employees that got fired and they're trying to figure out a way to, to get some money or get back. Right? This is what I think. Because I don't believe that anybody, Lizzo told anybody, if you don't do this, you're going to lose your job. I don't believe any, I don't even believe they made it known that they were uncomfortable because I think if they, I think it was a situation where if you want to go home, girl, you don't want to do it. Okay. You don't have to come, but we're not going to invite you next time because you're uncomfortable. And that's the thing. Like they want to be included, but don't want to be included. And, and you see that all the time. And so it's like, Oh, well, you know, she, cause they even said it. They're like, well, she treated the dancers who want to do that to more trips. Well, yeah, girl, because okay, they want to go, they want to have fun. So we're going to go y'all don't so y'all gonna get left behind but that's not why y'all got fired y'all got fired for inappropriate behavior which who knows what that was because you even admitted to it so that right there is why I know that that's not what happened that right there is no how I know y'all not telling the truth and this is a shakedown because you've already admitted that that's not why you got fired but you're trying to you're trying to leverage this situation. Oh well, we could bring this up and we could bring that up because actually that was at the time I felt uncomfortable. Now if you tell me that you felt uncomfortable and Lizzo was like, oh lock the doors if you on tour with me, you got to do this, and if you don't do this, you need to be. I don't believe that happened. And I bet you there were other people there who were uncomfortable, who just didn't go. Differences, they didn't bring a lawsuit, and they probably still on the tour. I don't believe it, and I get, and I just think. I hate when stuff like this happens. Listen, you should have instincts by now, right? And if your instinct, people will will just, because again, they want to check off the PC box, they want to make sure they have the right political opinion. Well, I believe all accusers. Okay, I believe accusers too. Like if a girl tells me they've been raped, I, I, I tend to believe her because people don't really, women don't typically make that up. Like nobody typically makes that up. Like you, there's no like, you're not getting a TV deal or anything like all the shit that people describe that these women get. They don't, they usually get harassed and berated and called all kind of whores and shit. Like I believe you, <laughs> but again, but unless you're telling me a story that doesn't sound quite right. Like, unless you're telling me like that thing they did with I see I'm sorry. I thought that was bullshit. You went over his house. Y'all were kissing y'all, you know, y'all were making out. Okay. He put his leg on your thigh. You didn't like that, but you didn't say, don't put your leg on my thigh. You let, you just went, went through with it. Never expressed that you didn't want to do it. Never expressed that he was making you feel uncomfortable. Then you want to come home and write a story about how you felt raped, but you never said anything to me that's a story that doesn't ring true to me. So these people like the same thing happened with Jesse Smith. Well, I, I don't trust police. I don't trust police either. I know police be lying. I know police set people up and frame people, but like, please explain to me how the story he told. First of all, 
your logic of framing them doesn't make sense because why would they frame him and, and why would they do it in this way? Second of all, nothing, his story does just not ring true. I knew from the second that I came over that it was a lie. But if you want to believe it, even though the people that came through and admitted it, you still want to go with it. Fine. To me, that's dumb. That's dumb. That's brainless. The Carly story also rang a little when, when, when they, the whole, I never believed that from the beginning with the baby on the roadside. I was like, it wasn't no baby on the roadside. Like they could, they would check the cameras immediately and see that that wasn't true. But you know, of course people run, even though it didn't, as days came by, it didn't seem true. Even when she, even when she showed up, Oh, they dropped her back. Listen, I'm not one of those people. I'm not, I don't care about having the PC opinion. I don't care about being the first to say, I believe everybody. If your story ain't making sense to me, I'm a Gen Xer. We grew up in the crack era. We grew up in like y'all, a lot of y'all would have been fooled. Y'all would have got ate alive because a crackhead will tell you a story so elaborate. They have all kind of evidence like, and, and you will really get taken if you not, if you know, if you don't know how to like figure out who's lying or not. Like, so listen, I'm not one of those people. I believe victims. I believe women. All of that, unless you telling a story that does not make sense. And this story is not turning over for me because I don't believe that Lizzo told you that now. But what I do think she may be an issue is because, like I said, there's a read. The reason why they have these work trainings and this stuff is because it's not smart. You can't fraternize. That's why at work people think I'm, I'm, I'm not into, I'll go to an event. Like if we have an event, I'll show up, but I'm not drinking three and four. I may have one drink, two drinks top because once after two drinks, that's when I start getting, y'all are not my friends. Y'all are my work people. I don't want to see any, you know, I, we're not, I don't get that chummy. Now, if we go to another job and you cool, then yeah, we can go. Or if we go somewhere outside of work, it's not a work event. Hey, we meeting on the weekend for brunch. Cool. That's different. But at work shit, I don't really get down like that. I don't want to go, no, I don't want to go out drinking with y'all because I don't want to, no, I don't want, that's when shit tends to happen. That's when people say racist shit by mistake. Now we got a whole HR problem. Now they call it, no, I, I very, I keep it very professional. I keep it very tight. And I have always been that way and I've never had no problems. And, and that's how you stay. These people that get fired from their job because they started dating somebody, then it went sour. Now everybody, that's, that's how those things happen. You have to do things properly. Lizzo, I know you want to be with your dancers, but there's a reason why that the headliner maybe goes ahead in the private jet and the dancers are on a bus. There's a reason for that. I mean, there's because I'm the star and you're not, but also you have to keep those lines there, not because you're approved, not because you don't want to have fun, but because of stuff like this, because you don't want to put somebody in that situation. You don't want to make somebody uncomfortable. You don't want to make somebody think, oh man, you know, everybody's having fun. Uh, I'm gonna just sit here because I don't want to be the one guy that leaves even though I really do not want to engage with these strippers at all I'm not begrudging anybody they they good time but I, I just want to go home to my wife and my kids I really I didn't expect no stripper to be coming out of cake at this work event and now I'm just stuck here you don't want nobody in that position so I think that that part, of, but even that part of it, like, again, I said, there's allegations and there's what's illegal. If it was just, we're out 
and you know, this is what's going on and you were free to leave at any time and you just chose not to, and nobody told you that you couldn't, like, I don't think they're going to have a case. And I feel like they may have shopped this around to a few lawyers who told them they don't have a case. And so, and, and the reason I say that is because like I said, when you run it straight to TMZ and you trying to get on all the, to me, that's giving hustle, that's giving shakedown, that's giving, let's try to put pressure on her and try to, um, deal her enough blows to where she'll just decide to pay us. And I think, I hope she doesn't. I think Lizzo's team is panicking a little bit. Like they hire, and I get it. Like you hire the lawyer who's good at what they do. But again, because people run with allegations, they're like, oh, they've hired the lawyer for all the guilty people. No, actually, they hired the lawyer who's good at this kind of case, like uh, the Johnny Depp case. And everybody, again, everybody misunderstands defamation. They're saying that this Amber Heard girl was a victim. I don't really think she is. I think the evidence that came out showed that they were both doing bullshit. It was very much a Chrissy Ann and um, NBA Youngboy situation. And again, because we have these PC people that I will always believe women, okay, but the jury didn't believe her because she lost that fucking case because it turns out the shit she was saying that he was not true or she was only telling half the story. Yes, he did that, but he did that because you did this. Yes. He pushed you onto the mattress because you hit him in the side of the head with like, so people have convinced themselves that, you know, and, and people are, I think that, that def, that Johnny, that Johnny Depp case was very much misunderstood as was the Cardi B case. People tend to think that you can just, oh, well, they're saying things I don't like, or they're saying things that damage my, so I'm going to sue them. It doesn't work like that because maybe if they're saying things that are true, then there's nothing you can do. Defamation is when you're saying things that are false. Defamation is when you are telling lies and you know you're telling lies and you're doing it to damage a person's reputation to try to force them to settle with you or do something that you want them to do. That's what defamation is. And a lot of people have it mixed up and it's leading people down wrong roads um, and, and wrong avenues and wrong streets and they're bringing these lawsuits and there's no merit. And when I read through, I, I read a lot of feelings, I read a lot of allegations, but I didn't read anything that I thought is actionable because I didn't read. If you, you have to say, we tried to leave and we were told that we were told that this was a part of our job. We were told we were required to stay here. It can't be, Oh, well, I just, you know, the, the people who participated in the red light night, she took them to other places and those who didn't, she didn't. Well, that would be proper because, okay, y'all are not down with this. So we're not going to invite y'all further. It just gave, we wanted to sit at the popular girl table and you know, this was our chance as a big girl to be superstars. And we got actually got fired off the tour and we're realizing that probably was our only shot and we probably messed it up. And so now we're trying to continue this 15 minutes to see if we can get some money out of it. That's what it's given to me. We'll see where it goes. Um, I think that Lizzo being quiet is really smart because what you don't want to do is get into, put it like this. When you know the, like Meg Thee Stallion, I'm not going to argue with you in the media. I'm going to argue with you in court. I said, when I see you doing this media bullshit and you're doing this media campaign against me and I have the facts on my side, go ahead. You could do it, but I have the facts on my side. And, and so I feel like that's what Lizzo's doing right now. And I like it. I like that. She released that statement again. If, if there was something done improper, then it was done improper girl. And you're going to have to pay them. But 
the more this goes along, and again, when you start, and then when you got other people, oh, I took the I took the job for two weeks and I felt it was basically she's mean and whenever that shit happens I'm like okay so this is a bunch of disgruntled boys who got fired and I only worked for her two minute two weeks and she was so unpleasant a lot of these people a lot of these black women they come in especially the younger ones they come in and they feel like because you're black and I'm black we supposed to be good Judy's and best girlfriends and everything gonna be giggling and when you just want them to do their job baby we're not friends I'm yes I'm hiring you I'm giving black girls an opportunity but baby we're not friends I still want my stuff how I want it I still want my shots how I want them this I still run my ship tight like I run it and I don't know what you thought but you you know those those be the ones that, you know, come in for, oh, I only worked for her for two weeks. I, there was an interview that Diana Ross gave um, with Johnny Carson years and years ago, like a, like in the, around the 80s, early 80s, around that time. And he asked her, he was like, what do you say? Do you have a reputation of kind of being kind of mean, kind of being not very friendly, you know, not very nice? And she was like, am I not friendly? Am I not nice? Or do I just want things the way I want them? I have worked very hard to build my career, to get myself to the place where I am now. I am Diana Ross. I am the diva. I am the biggest star that ever came out of Motown, one of the biggest stars in the world. And I have done that by running things a certain way, having a certain set of expectations, having things done the way I want them done. And I insist on it. And if doing that, and if you're doing something that's not aligned with that, then you have to go. And if that makes me mean, then I guess it makes me mean, but that's how I've gotten to where I am. And, and every time I always think of that when it, cause when they come for women, if you notice, it's always on some personality shit. She didn't want to be nice to me. She wasn't warm. She didn't speak to me in the hallway. I don't have to speak to you in the hallway, bitch. Do your job. You were hired to do a job. Do it. So that's what this is given to me. I'm just going to keep my eye on it, but I'm like, uh, I, I, it's given, you know, shakedown to me. Um, the only issue is, like I said, she may have, I mean, this, she may just learn a lesson. Like you can't, this is why you can't do this girl. You can't have all your employees with you, take you and you, you know, your friends, your crew, whoever, you know, not going to run back and tell HR, the people who are not going to have an issue. You can take them. Um, you know, people try to compare it to Madonna on the, on the truth of dare when they were playing truth of dare, which was dumb as fuck because anybody who's watched that movie, you understand, you can see that not all the dancers were involved. Not everybody came. She didn't force anybody to do anything and they were playing truth or dare. So baby, if you don't want to do the dare, you pick truth. That's the game. If you want to, if you want to play the game and you don't want to have to do anything outrageous, you just pick truth. People do that shit all the time. I never pick dare when I play truth or dare because I'm not doing no, whatever that dare is going to be I already know I'm probably not going to do it so I pick truth so you know like this 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 we this this uh what's the word uh I don't know, childification, juvification, people need to be account. people don't want to be accountable for their actions, people want to blame everybody else for everything, girl, if you sat there, because I'm going to tell you right now, I wasn't going to eat the banana after stripper pussy either, I wouldn't have done that shit, I'd have been like, nah, I'm good, y'all go ahead, I'm good, you know, I wouldn't have made a big deal out of it, but like, that's not, so now, if you tell me I got to do that on fire, oh, now, that's a different issue, but I don't think that's what she did, uh, she doesn't get, her personality doesn't give that to me, I don't think she would force anybody to do anything, I thought she did a good statement, <clears throat> you know, I never mean to make anybody uncomfortable, I don't believe it, might she have to, might it be an issue, because, you know, maybe some fraternization or something, maybe, but if I was her, 
I wouldn't get them hoes nothing. I would take that shit to court and I would just, you, cause what they, what I think, like I said, I think they're trying to pressure her thinking that her reputation would get damaged so bad. She'll just pay them. But what I would do is I would just make my, okay, you want to sue? Let's sue. Here's your, I would hit them with every piece of this cause, cause them girls can't afford an attorney. They might get one of them Jose Baez, think they're going to get some money out of attorneys. Go ahead and do it. I'm going to make sure, y'all, I'm going to make sure I have, I'm rich. I have lawyers, lawyers. I'm going to get lawyers to know what they're doing. They're going to hit y'all with every piece of discovery. They're going to hit y'all with every deposition. You want to play games? Let's play games. And you don't have a, your, your pockets are not long enough to, to box with mine, I promise you. So you would if you, you sure you want to go through with this? Because I'm, I'm guarantee you as the shit goes along and, and stuff, the people are going to start dropping out like, well, you know, I didn't really have, I really didn't have a problem, you know, I'm telling you, I see it happening, might she have to pay something again, yes, because you know, depending on the facts of the situation if it does turn out that she did tell people this is a requirement of your job. I don't believe that that's what occurred. But if it did, then she might be in a little bit of trouble. I just personally don't believe it because I didn't even read that in the complaint. I read the complaint. I read the allegations. I didn't read anything to me that I read a lot of I felt like and, well, she treated these people different than she treated us. And therefore, I okay, I didn't read anything in there that really looked actionable to me. And that's what I want to say on that because I just really, when these things happen and people just run with, I believe it, I believe everyone. And when I said that, but what I, what I said was I believed that Lizzo had them people in the red light district around all that wild shit. That's what I said because the whole, like I said, the whole try too hard, let's be extra sexual. Let's just get, it's try too hard. Not like Lizzo, but I'd be like, girl, we get it. You fat. We get it. Like you doing too much. The ass cheeks at the basketball game. It was too much. You got kids there. That's not the place. Like you don't have to do that all the time. So that's what I said when I believed that I believed that she was there going, doing the most cause she does the most. What I don't believe is that Anybody on that tour was told that they, that they have it's a part of their job, or they was gonna get fired if they don't. I just think that some people probably were that them people who again admitted they got fired for conduct that was not appropriate, which makes me wonder what it is. Because if y'all claiming y'all was in the strip club club and wouldn't need to blend out the put out the strip of pussy, I'm wondering what y'all actually did get fired for. And I'm sure that'll come out. And I'm sure that that's actually what's probably behind all of this because y'all was doing some shit y'all wasn't supposed to do and y'all got fired. And now y'all trying to dredge up anything y'all can think of. That's what I believe. Probably like, oh, but when y'all was in the club, I, that's what I believe. And like I said, it's because I have common sense. My spidey senses are tingling. All this, I believe all of it. I don't because people pull stunts, people pull shows, people like getting in the media and making shit up and wanting to be the gay Tupac and got kidnapped by traffickers. People make these pull these stunts and shows very often, and and you know every time y'all run with it and didn't want to act like you know everybody else is is just such a bad person because we uh, recognize that this don't seem right from the beginning. So, that's what I think on that. Second thing, I, third thing I want to talk about is, I'm calling the Montgomery Melee. It's been called the Sweet Tea Party. I don't get that name. I think that's dumb. I know a lot of y'all running with it, but I'm like, I don't, I don't, I get it, but I don't get it. Um, the, the, I'm, the Montgomery Melee, I'm calling, I mean, the Montgomery Massacre, I'm calling the Montgomery Melee. Um, I just want to say, 
We've all seen the tape from every angles. I, I, if there was an Emmy or a Webby or something that they could give them people that filmed that fight from every angle, but for the commentary, they need to give it to them because they did an amazing job. I mean, they covered that shit like it was a goddamn Super Bowl. They had from the boat. They had from the dock. I think they had somebody in the goddamn water. Like, they had, they had every angle. They had... <clears throat> they had somebody from way across the way. They had some, oh, and every angle was covered. And, you know, I was so happy to see it because, and I just want to remark that if you notice, everybody in that fight, except for the young buck, was of a certain age. I'm just so tired of, of these videos we see where people are videoing, people calling them nigger. People are videoing, oh my God, look what they're doing and doing nothing. Twitter, do your thing. I've been saying, y'all need to go upside these people's heads because Trump and all this shit got these white people calling people niggers to their faces. They real bold and they feel like they can do anything and nothing's gonna happen to them and y'all need to start bopping these people upside their head. And when that man came over there asking to move their boat, and instead of moving they boat, and I've heard now people say, yeah, they started calling him niggers and we and all kind of shit. And I heard that those people related to the governor of Alabama and they have been problems before. And that man threw his, they tried, they came up and well, the one man tried to fight him. He had that man gripped up and was about to knock his ass out. And then the other one came and jumped him and they jumped that black man, all the white people jumping that black man. I don't know what they thought was going to happen. I don't know what y'all thought was going to happen. And that man threw that hat in the air, and that young boy, that 16-year-old boy who said, not my nigga, and jumped in that water in full clothes and Timberlands. Listen, when you're in the Marine Corps, we have this thing called pool week, where they push, basically you jump into the pool, same way he did all your camis, boots and everything, you got tread water, you got swim, it's very hard, it's very taxing, it takes all your energy, you have to do it for like, I can't remember how long, but a long fucking time, and you can't touch the sides, and you can, and then, and then once you do that, you have to swim to the side of the pool, and pull yourself up out the water, and you have to do it with packs on, and helmets on, and everything, it is not a game. So when I saw him jumping that river with them Timberlands on, I knew exactly. I knew that boy was pulling that water, and he was swimming for the gods. The ancestors got him because I was like, "Woo! I know what that feels like, buddy, because I have had to do that myself, and it is not a game. And then he pulled himself up on that dock with two arms, and I mean, knees was not bent. My buddy pulled himself up and put his feet down on that dock, ten toes down, took his shoes off, went over there and got the whooping ass. And I said, that's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of heroic shit I want to see. Because y'all crackers is not about to jump this black man on this dock with all these black people standing around. We are not about to fucking just stand here and film and cry and whine and throw up. Oh no, we getting a whoop in your ass. And these white women, y'all trying to jump in. Oh no, we got the Dora Milaje over here to bop, bop, bop y'all asses up too. Every time them white women tried to jump in it, um, hit one of the Dora Milaje came and grabbed up, threw two of them got on the one big one, threw her ass in the water. Nah, bitch. After they bopped her ass a few times, tossed her ass in the water. It was a thing of beauty. The man with the chair, now listen. He bopped that white man with that folded chair so many times, and I had no problem with it. Get him. When he turned around, now see, this is where he messed up, because like I said, the Dora Milaje was already bopping the red, Karen in the red dress upside her head. And this is what I do want to say, though. This is what I do want to say. If you watch that video, that one white man, he got caught up. Because he was actually trying to help the dude. If you know, the fr when the fight first started, there was a white man in pink shorts and a gray t-shirt. 
He was trying to help the security guard, but it popped up so fast because if you watch it again, when they jumped him, when the first dude was was trying to, when he was fighting the first dude, the guy, the, the guy in the pink shorts was just kind of trying to get the dude, the, the white dude to stop. If you notice, he was trying to pull him, trying to stop it. Then when the other dude came in and jumped him and they all just start jumping him, the dude in the pink shorts, if you watch it, he try, he fell on the guard. He was falling on the guard trying to stop them from hitting dude. But it, the dude, you know, it just was a melee. And when the guard got himself up and he saw the dude, he flipped dude off and started punching because he didn't know that. He was like, oh, y'all jumping me. But if you watch it, he was trying to help the dude. Because if you notice when they when the other black people came over there, the, the, when, the, when the guard came down before the other black people came and he pushed them, he, was, he, he said something to him. And then when he said it, they left him alone. If you notice, they stopped trying to, because he was like, no, nah, I'm trying to help. And if you, if you watch, so I felt bad for him because they was beating up on him and kept trying to punch him, and he was not in the... He was trying to help, but it had popped off, and then all of y'all could get it at that point, right? The lady in the red dress, she kept trying to jump in it. I don't know if she was trying to break... I don't know what she was trying to do, but the door Milaje handled her. It was another... So, so Pop Pop with the chair, when he swung around and hit that took two inches off, Karen in the red dress is height. Now there, I was like, sir, you're going to jail. As the person who filmed that said at the same time I did, you go going to jail. That was unnecessary. You ain't have to delay it with the chair. But I also did not care at the same time because I totally understood. All oh, y'all can get it. Y'all think y'all going to jump us on this stock? Oh, no. I'm swinging this chair. Everybody could get it. So he turned around and he paused and he said, you know what? This is for the fucking ancestors. This is for Emmett Till and the, and the, and the millions and hundreds of, of black men and women who have been lynched at the word of a lying ass white woman. So bow, you can get one too. There you go. You'll be all right. It ain't nothing but a folding chair. You'll be all right. And so I cared and I didn't care at the same time, but I was like, oh, sir, you're going to jail. You, you know, went too far. So, uh, but apparently they had him in cuffs, but they didn't arrest him. So he was asking him to turn himself in. And I was like, listen, I'm not turning myself in. Y'all should have took me down when y'all had me. But apparently, um, you know, he's been arrested now and I'm sure he's going to be charged with something. And black people, I mean, we, uh, I mean, he hit the lady with the chair. She was defenseless on the dock, already getting her head top bopped by the door Milaje. He really did. I think it was just instinct, though. He was just swinging and turned around and just swung. I understood it, but he probably going to have to get a charge for that. But I will say kudos to the Montgomery, Alabama Police Department because they came out and they was like, look, we we uh we made a mistake because when they came, of course, they arrested all the black people because the cues came off the boat. Once that boat, river boat, got to where it was, the cues came off the boat and ran over to them people that just jumped the man. And now they don't want to fight. Now they want peace and whoop their I mean whoop their asses, dragged them all out. They boat bopped them up, threw them, tossed them. Old boy that swam across, picked dude up. Through. Listen, it was a thing of beauty. They came through like the Avengers. It was great. They got their asses whooped, and they should have, because all you had to do was move that goddamn boat. They sitting in this little fucking dingy-ass boat. Here come the whole fucking cruise, uh, riverboat cruise, trying to dock so the people get off the boat, and they just gonna sit there and block it. Like, the fuck are you doing? Move this fucking boat, and they better than me, because I would, they lucky ain't nobody have a knife, because I tell you, I would've popped that boat. That boat would've went right to the bottom with the ancestors. I, that, I would've fucked that boat up, too. Um, so... Just congratulations. 
August 5th is a day that will go down in infamy, and I feel like that, you know, that Alex uh, Montgomery Police Department, shout out to them, they were like, hey, after we saw the video, we saw what happened, oh, we arrested all of them, because they jumped that man, and because that could have went, I just want to stress that that could have went very left, people, shit like that happened all the time, and if all the people hadn't have been there, who they, that story been totally different, and who knows what would have been told, Shout out to all them men that came off the boat and like, nah, y'all not finna jump this black man. Shout out, cause we tired of seeing y'all little bitch ass motherfuckers that don't do nothing, scared of your own fucking shadow, standing there filming everything, but ain't jumping in. So shout out to all of them. They said not today, not tomorrow, not never. Bopping crackheads to crackers today, bopping crackheads tomorrow, bopping crackers forever. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all. Y'all did what y'all needed. And it was a, it was men. It was women. The whole black diaspora was out there throwing blows. And it was a thing of beauty. Because these motherfuckers are off the chain. They they thinking they can do and say what they want to say. And, and the shit like that that's going to put them back in their place. And only shit like that. Okay, because y'all not tough. Every time them, when all them boys came up to fight y'all, y'all wasn't tough no more. Y'all was trying to be on the boat. And then when the police showed up, and y'all thought the police was going to do what police normally do, but y'all saw that they was, the police was letting them box y'all. The only time the police stepped in is when, like I said, old boy cracked Karen with that chair, and they was like, now, sir, now hold on. But other than that, the police was letting them box. <coughs> Excuse me. Hold on. I turned the air off, so it's hot in here, so I could talk to y'all. But shout out to them. That was a thing of beauty. Um... So the other thing I want to talk about real quick is, because this is running long, is, um, so Hip Hop's 50th anniversary came, um, I thought there's been little show, there was a main show at, um, Yankee Stadium, but there's been little performances all around, and I thought it was great, um, look, we talk a lot of shit about music and hip hop on here, but the bottom line is hip hop is a soundtrack of my life, I mean, it's never been, it's as old as I am, it's been my whole life. There's in any any time in my life I can go back and and there's a hip hop song that that I, that can play and it'll take me immediately back to whatever I was on at that time, be it Run DMC, be it Biggie, be it Tupac, whatever it is. One thing though I do want to say is people whose first um, intro or first awareness of hip hop of of hip hop is Biggie and Tupac are the worst hip hop genre of people and they have the worst opinions about the music because what they fail to understand is there are 20 years there is 20 years of hip-hop history and music and foundation and culture that got it to the place where you can have a biggie and tupac okay the 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 foundation of what made hip-hop take over the world and go from a little niche little urban thing in the Northeast that kids up in Philly and New York were doing to global uh, phenomenon that it is, is what happened in those 20 years. It was the LL Cool J's, the Run DMC's, the Big Daddy Kane's, the Salt and Peppers, the MC Hammers, the, the, um, the NWA's, the Ice Cubes, okay, the Dr. Dre's, the, the, um, the, um, the Biz Marquis's, the, the, all of that's one, the, the, the Queen Latifah's, the MC Lights, the, uh, the Roxanne Shantae's, though, that 20 years between 73 and 93, that golden era really between like 80 and 89, well no, 83, yeah, 83 and 89, 
that is what made hip hop get to a point where it can have a Biggie and a Tupac. So people who try to act like that's where hip hop started really kill me and really have the worst music opinions ever. And why I said that is because this um, debate we are having about Eminem and whether Eminem should be mentioned in hip-hop and whether we could take Eminem out of hip-hop nonsense. And that's from people who, again, again, came to rap with Biggie and Tupac. Eminem was not the first white rapper, okay? There was this group called Third Base. There's, there's been white rappers before. Eminem was just the most commercial white rapper. Eminem, I'm not a big fan of Eminem. I never was a big fan of Eminem. I... But Eminem is one of the hardest. When you talk about just rapping skill and rapping ability, not content, not what he's saying, because I've always thought his content was trash. I've always thought it was very immature and very just white boy. All that rapping about killing your mom and all that shit, that's white boy shit. We don't, we don't do that. That was very much white boy. But his skill and his wordplay, he, to say that he's not one of the best is just ridiculous, and it's just ahistorical, and it's just wrong, and like I said, it's usually from people who, whose exposure to rap started at Biggie and Tupac, because, um, first of all, the whole concept of, now, Eminem's catalog, like I said, different story, I, I would not put him, his, I don't, I, Eminem is like the most non, I don't listen to any Eminem anything ever. I, I, like I said, I wasn't a fan when he came out. I barely listened to him when he came out. But to say that he's not a part of hip hop is just as dumb as like these people who insist that Fat Joe and Latinos and Jennifer Lopez are culture vultures in hip hop. That is the most ignorant, ahistoric, wrong thing you can ever say. Hip hop was started in New York City and the Bronx by black and Latino kids. That is what hip-hop was. So to say that Latinos are just stupid because they are the foundation of hip-hop. They are the, they have been there for, since the beginning. They, they have helped form it from the beginning. So to, so to say a Puerto, whether you like her or not, to say a Puerto Rican chick from the Bronx, from the 6 train, from the area where the whole thing started is a culture vulture. It's just fucking dumb. J Jennifer Lopez is, is more hip-hop than a lot of you talking shit, I guarantee you, because of where she was raised and where she's from. Same thing for Cardi, because of where she's raised and where she's from. And same thing for any Latino that's from New York City. And y'all people down south, y'all have a big problem with it because y'all know y'all culture down there, which is different from up here. Y'all, the segregation, and y'all didn't grow up around each other, and that's fine. The Mexicans are separate from the black. We, I, I understand, but it's not like that up here. And I just don't care to argue with y'all about it no more. But um, black and Latino in the Northeast is, is these are not, we all, these are not separate groups to us. These are, they grew up in the same hoods that we grew up with, okay? Um, so to say Eminem is not a part of hip-hop, it's just ridiculous. Now, you ain't got to like his music, because I don't. And you don't have to, like, you know, they try to make him the greatest of all time, which is nonsense. But to say that he's not good and he's not a seminal part of hip-hop, the whole, the whole notion of Stan, Stan groups, that's from Eminem, because Eminem wrote a song about that kind of fan. He wrote a song way back in the 90s about that kind of fan, of the super involved, super thinking this personal, super thinking I owe you something because, you know, you like my music, whatever, and, you know, just taking it to extremes. That's, that was his whole concept. He, he created that concept, so I just think it's funny that these Stan groups that... He basically, uh, not that he created, but that he turned into this, that he labeled as a cultural thing before, before, before it was even a word put to it. 
these stand groups to say that, oh, we can take Eminem, it's just, it's just irony on top of irony, because, like, bro, like, your whole existence, like, that nigga put a label on that shit and actually made that shit a cultural thing that people say now. When you say stand now, you don't have to explain what, well, apparently you do, because some young people didn't even understand where it came from, but, like, there's people who are around during that time, we know exactly what you mean. We mean a fan that's doing the most overzealous, ridiculous, you know, thinking that these people are really your friends or really owe you all this shit because you listen and like their music concept he like he made that a whole concept so you know I just want to say you ain't got to like him but I mean to, 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 to try to say that he's not a part of hip hop and he shouldn't be mentioned it's just ridiculous it's a ridiculous thing it's a ridiculous thing to say because it's completely false um but in that vein, I just want to give another quick shout out to um, another rapper who I think is is really dope, Doja Cat, and she went on she went online and her little Karen um, customer service rep voice, which and and basically said something that a lot of us have been saying that a lot of artists seem to be afraid to say that she clearly is not, and I really appreciate it, because she was like, yo, I'm tired of you staying groups, I'm tired of y'all, I'm not gonna tell you I love you, I'm not gonna respond to every little post, I'm not, I don't be in my comments like that, like, because I don't care if you like me or not, like, I put my music out because I'm an artist, and I need to get it out, and it's fun, and I enjoy it, and if you like it, great, if you don't, there's lots of artists that I don't like, that I don't engage with, that I'm just not into, and that's fine, you don't have to like my music, you don't have to like me, but if you expect me to be, uh, catering to every little whim, and doing every little thing you want me to do, and respond to every comment, telling you I love you, and I don't even fucking know you, you're a random fucking stranger, if you enjoy my music, great, but like, I'm not gonna care, I thought it was great, I thought it was amazing, and I love that she said it, and I wish more artists would take that, that, that track, because it's true, like, y'all are crazy, y'all do too much, you like the artist, engage with their music, engage with that artist the way they want you to engage with them, if all they want to give you is what they, just take what they want to give you, some artists are way more involved with their fans, they're way more, um, you know, engaged in their fan base, others are not, they give you a more, they give you a more cultivated, uh, persona, they give you a more, PR persona, that's how they do it, not everybody's good at this social media thing, some people are very good, Rihanna's very good, Doja's very good, Mariah is like, I think one of the best at it, Halle Berry's very, there are certain people that get it, they know how to do it, they know how to engage, others don't, they take it way too personal, take it way too serious, but I'm just glad she said that, people are like, oh, she's gonna lose all her fans, that girl still got like 25 million fans, she lost like 200 grand, 200,000, and I'm sure she doesn't care, because those are probably the ones she were talking to, because if you're a fan of the artist, you're a fan of the artist, and if she cuss you out on Instagram and call you a loser, then maybe you are, if you feel a way about it, because I didn't feel no way about it, I felt exactly what she was saying, and I love that she said it, and I think that she thinks she's very talented, and I think she knows that, and I think she knows that her, you know, at the end of the day, I'm very good at what I fucking do, and that is what people are resonating with, and if, and if me not wanting to tell you I love you, or not wanting to comment on your every little comment is gonna make you not be a fan, then you ain't a fan anyway, and you can go, go, go be a fan of whoever gonna engage in that bullshit, but it's not gonna be me, and I love it, and, 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 and I don't think that it was in any way, they're like, oh, she insulted her fans, no, she didn't, 
No, she didn't. What she said was, you motherfuckers who think that I owe you my fucking life and that I have to explain to you who I'm dating, you don't like who I'm dating because some girl says she harassed them, that's fine. But I know you don't think I'm going to stop dating who I'm dating because whatever. I don't even know that girl. Maybe that girl's telling the truth. Maybe she's not. I don't know. But, like, you you don't have a right to dictate to me who I date, who I don't date. And I just agree with it. Like, if you want to date a piece of shit, I mean, there are some people that are not going to like you because you date a piece of shit. That's fine. But, like, most of that stuff doesn't go as far as people think it does. And that's why I think, that's why I said, I think Lizzo's team is, but I get it because Lizzo, a lot of her personality is based off of inclusion. And to have somebody say that she's fat shaming you, I don't believe that either. I don't believe she fat shamed you. I, I think she probably was like, look, you do have to, we're on tour every night. You got to be on point. You can't be out of breath. And you got to be able to keep up. You know, and if that means that she might have to lose a few pounds, then oh well, I had to lose a few pounds too, bitch. You know, I don't believe she fat shamed anybody. And and I think that they're I think that like I said, I think this is a coordinated effort. I think they're trying to get some money because they just hitting all the plugs that they think that are gonna get her, you know, shaking and crying and throwing up. And so, you know, shout out to Doge, I'm glad you said that. Um, rumor has it Rihanna had her her second baby. It's a girl. I don't know. Actually, no. I think no, no. It was announced officially. It was it, it um it was announced officially through ASAPs. Um, that ASWG. What I don't know how to pronounce it. Whatever they announced it. That's his official page. So it was announced officially. I don't think she has announced it, but he has. He ha- he said they had the second child. I don't think he he said it was a girl or a boy. But it has been officially announced, and I I kind of figured that because she had been missing. Like she was out out out, and then. We ain't seen her no more, so I was like, oh, she probably had the baby or whatever. Um, but I like that they keep it private. I, I respect celebrities that want to keep their shit private. Again, that's a different than secret. That's different than lying. If you had your baby and you don't want the world to know, that's your business. Like, your baby is not our business. It's not. You don't have to tell us the sex. You don't have to tell us none of that. If you, I mean, I think it's weird that people hide children. I think that's weird if you have a child and just pretend like you don't. I think that's a little weird. But to say, yeah, I have a baby, but I don't want to have them in the public, I, I, I respect that. And I think that's actually way to go, I think that's smart, I really don't think that these, I just I just don't think these, making these kids that everything is celebrity I don't see any of the, any of them doing anything great, like you know hopefully, I mean, Blue Ivy has clearly decided that her career is going to be as a dancer, and she's about to eat the world up, and that's fine because mama is out there killing it like I said, it's not no little magic, and if you want to follow your mom to be a super, fine you know, I feel like, I feel like Beyonce runs the Joe Jackson, Matthew Knowles um, internship program, and listen it produces superstars, it produces greats, so hey, do it but, you know, um, congr- so anyway, congratulations to Riri and ASAP on their second child, um, you know, maybe, I don't know, I, hopefully she got two now, maybe we can get an album, or just, I don't know, I mean, she ain't never stopped with the Fenty Beauty, mama knows where her bread is buttered, um, but, you know, I don't know, maybe we'll see her more now, or maybe she can, I don't know what's gonna happen, but anyway, congratulations. Um, yeah, and I think I covered everything, um, that I wanted to say, um, you know, just shout out, oh, the, the other thing, just back on the hip-hop thing, um, I just wanted to make a comment, I've said this on Twitter, but I want to say it here, a lot of people jumped on Tyler, the creator's head, when he said that, you know, he doesn't believe it when the younger, when he asked the younger raps who their favorite artist is, and they say stuff like Tupac, and he was like, I don't believe that, you, that shit came out, you weren't even born yet, that's no way you, that's your favorite, and people took that to mean, oh, well, that means I can't like classics, and that means, I, and I don't think that's what he was saying, I didn't, I didn't, I think he was saying what I have been saying. And it's like, yo, 
If you would have asked me in 84, 80, let's say you in 83, 84, if you'd asked me who my favorite artist was, I would not have said Marvin Gaye. My daddy played Marvin Gaye. I knew Marvin Gaye. I knew who Marvin Gaye was. I knew he was great. I knew he was foundational. I knew all that Motown shit. But I wouldn't have said Marvin Gaye. I would have said Michael Jackson because that's who I was listening to. That's who was resonating with me. That's who was taking over my childhood life. If you'd have asked me 10 years later in 93 who my favorite rapper is, I probably would have said Biggie, or I probably would have said, I wouldn't have said Nas, I probably would have said Biggie, I probably would have said, who else would I have said? I would have said two, um, uh, Tribe, I would have said, um, somebody who was, re who, who had resonated with me as a teenager, late teenager, early college years. I wouldn't have said, uh, Sugar Hill Gang. I wouldn't have said, um, you know, I would have said LL, or somebody that was seminal for me, somebody that came up with me, and I think that's what Tyler was trying to say, and I think that I have said, I think the reason why a lot of this rap music is just not hidden is because they're, they're not saying anything, they don't have their own sound, it's like, what are y'all, what, because all we, all y'all rap about is drugs, and maybe that's y'all thing, I don't know, but like we were rapping in the '90s, we were rapping about this. Fuck the police. We we're rapping about the drugs, the gangs, the shit we were going through, and that's why it resonated because we were saying what was going on with us, and everybody was telling us it wasn't music and all this. So I feel like when you are 18, 19, however old you are, that's like saying, "Oh, my favorite artist of all time is Michael Jackson." No shit, Michael Jackson and everybody, but that's not telling me not. That's not your favorite. You 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 understand that that's somebody that's a classic and a, and a and a bricklayer and that you should appreciate them, but that's not your favorite. What are you listening to? I we I'm curious. Why do y'all listen to him and be a young boy? Because this shit sound trash to to us. So like, and if you can't articulate that, then there's like there's something missing there. So I think that's what he was getting at, and I think like these kids, they don't have anything to say. All the shit that's going on right now, and y'all don't have anything to say. How is that? Cause you're not engaged. It's just you're trying to get a quick buck. You're trying to just turn something over, and that's why everything is so throwaway. There's no feeling, like all uh, like global. And I'm not, and I'm not talking about this corny shit. Like nobody want to hear global warming raps, but I'm saying like there's so much that is going on right now they're stripping rights from people, it's just inflation, shit is high as hell, and all y'all rapping about is y'all clothes and y'all jewelry, that's not, that's drug dealer rap, that's drug boy rap, we did that because back then, that's what it was about, everybody was selling crack, everybody had to fly shit, it was Reaganomics, that's not where we at right now, motherfuckers is like struggling, and, and, Y'all, it's just like there's no there's no voice. What is the voice? So I think that's what Tyler was trying to say. And I think that's why music is so bad. And I think that's why the women are actually taking over because they are they are tapping into where the young girls are at right now. We gonna party, we out in the clubs, we ain't, you know, we we I'm not trying to settle down. I'm trying to get money, I'm trying to get this. Y'all niggas not worth like that's something that is resonating right now with young girls. So that's why they're popping off, you know, the dudes, nobody knows what y'all talking about, nobody, and all this misogynistic bullshit is not it no more, so, 
I just wanted to say that because I've been seeing people on Tyler's head, and only only now can people not appreciate classic rap. I don't think it's about appreciation. I think he's trying to say, yo, you gotta have, you you gotta have your favorite. You, there has to like y'all are contemporary. Y'all have to speak for what y'all are doing now. You can't say Tupac. That was twenty five years ago. Like there's no way yet. There's no way that that resonates with you. That was a whole different time. There's no way that that's what y'all on now. Like get out of here with that. So. I just wanted to say that because I think I think what he was saying. I I thought that's what, maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I got from what he was trying to say. I don't think he was trying to diss nobody. I just think he was saying y'all y'all don't have no. I need to know what y'all are into. What is your favorite? I know what my favorite is. I'm 15 years older than you, so yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Um, just ran long. Um, you know, sorry for the wait, sorry for the delay, but I you know I told y'all. Um, so, yeah, listen, I appreciate y'all sticking with me, I appreciate y'all patience, I appreciate y'all waiting for me, I don't take it for granted, um, please don't ever think I do, but like I said, life is different now, I'm doing this as much as I can, but this is a lot of work, um, and you know, I try to keep it as frequent as I can, and I just would rather not do an episode if I don't have a lot to talk about, so that's why I wanted to drop this one this weekend, so a good whole week can go by, instead of in a week where maybe, you know, two or three days nothing happens, so we'll see, but I, again, you know, I'm still going to give y'all regular episodes when I can, summer is winding down now, I do have one more trip I'm going to take, it's not really a trip, it's a little getaway, but, um, so, might not get one for those few days, but, um, that's towards uh, Labor Day. But, yeah, um, listen, thank you for listening, thank you for rocking with me, thank you for liking me, letting me telling me a friend, hanging in, hanging in there with me all this time, I'm still getting new listeners, uh, as people listen to this, I'm surprised every day, like, I would, had no idea you listened, thank you, um, yeah, and, you know, see y'all next week, God bless, good night. <laughs>